Hi, everyone, and welcome to Undocumented History, an online video podcast focused on educating others about the importance of East Asian culture and history, while also amplifying Asian voices and stories. I'm Tiffany Zhang, your host, and today we have a very special guest, David Uwe. Mr. Uwe is the executive director at the Chinese American Museum located in Washington, D.C. Mr. Uwe, thank you so much for being here today and taking the time to join me. Um, Before we start, is there anything else that you want to add regarding to what you do and who you are? Well, first, call me David. Okay, David. And uh, yeah, you know, we are, um, I'm the director of this museum. We're the first and only museum in our nation's capital that's dedicated mm-hmm. to the Chinese American story. So, mm-hmm. you know, there are there are a lot of great Chinese American or Asian American museums around the country, but, you know, we're the only one in D.C. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, we sometimes collaborate with these other museums, but mm-hmm. you know, being in DC, <laughs> I warned you that I'm a little under the weather. Uh, oh, being okay. in DC really is kind of like planting a flag in the ground, you know, because there's there are all these history museums in DC that are presenting an American story, mm-hmm. and by being here in DC. Um, you know, we're really showing mm-hmm. people that um, mm-hmm. that uh, the Chinese American story, as we sometimes say, is the American story. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not something that's adjunct or part of, you know, like some sidebar to American history, but, you know, it should be considered as, you know, a real mm-hmm. integral part. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, I really liked your insight. So um, I'm just going to jump in with a few questions mm-hmm. and then I guess we'll kind of see how it goes from there. All right, fire away. (laughs) So my first question is, how did you get involved with the Chinese American Museum? And I guess, like, can you tell us a little bit more about your background? Yeah. So uh, I am, people often wonder, I am half Chinese, half Italian. Mm -hmm. My father is Chinese by way of the Philippines. And uh, my mother is a Brooklyn Italian. Mm-hmm. My father uh, was a medical student that came to do his residency in New York, and uh, my mother was a nurse. Mm-hmm. It sounds like the beginning of some kind of TV show. but uh, <laughs> um, And uh, how I came about this museum, you know, I heard from people in the Chinese American, Asian American community that this museum was coming together. And at the time, I had my own PR uh, and marketing and development firm, probably for about 13 years. Mm-hmm. And I um, I started reaching out to the future board members of the museum, just kind of thinking that uh, maybe maybe I would do it pro bono, you know, just mm-hmm. because it was a personal interest to me. Um, but I guess I went a little too far. Because uh, somehow I somehow I became the director, <laughs> like Kismet. But um, yeah, it's it's you know um, it's been a really interesting journey for me. You know, we've been doing this museum, we've been working on this museum for five years. It's only been open for three. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, when you're half Chinese and you don't always identify uh you know with being Chinese like you do at mm-hmm. other times in your life and you know now I'm 52 years old and uh you know I'm really learning a lot about being Chinese learning about lo- learning a lot more about Chinese American history um you know which a lot of people don't really know about 
including Chinese Americans um, and Asian Americans. So mm -hmm. um, we're building this museum, not just for Asian Americans to come and, you know, sort of listen to histories about themselves, but we're really building it for everybody. We really want diverse, um, very um, diverse groups to come visit this uh, museum and learn a little bit mm -hmm. more about the, the history and uh, that we all share. Yeah, I really like the last part you said about like how like Chinese Americans themselves might not even know a lot about Chinese American oh, history. Yeah. Because I took um, World History AP last year and most of the like, I guess like Asian history was more about like like the Tang dynasty and like that kind of stuff. But the actual like Asian American history, like we only learned about like the Chinese Exclusion Act and like Japanese concentration camps. And I guess I found that kind of upsetting that like those were the only two events that I guess like high school students were like learning about. about. Yeah, and that's already coming a long way. I mean, I'm much older than you, but when, you know, in the 70s and early 80s, when I was in, a, you know, elementary and middle school, um, I remember our history book, our social studies book, it had like one sentence that said the uh, many Chinese laborers helped to build the Transcontinental Railroad. Mm -hmm. That's the extent of all, that's the extent of all yeah. Asian American history in um uh in the uh in, in that textbook and so you know there are a lot of people that are working very hard mm -hmm. to get not just asian american stories but you know a lot of immigrant stories a lot of diverse american histories into history books because mm -hmm. you know how are we supposed to really know mm -hmm. who we are you know if we're just getting things like you know George Washington chopping down the cherry tree and, you know, mm -hmm. Paul Revere running down, you know, mm -hmm. saying the British are coming, you know, there's mm -hmm. so much more to mm -hmm. how this country, you know, came to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess like that's kind of the purpose of the Chinese American Museum, just to like educate others and like create mm -hmm. an immersive experience while, where others can learn. So I guess my next question is, I guess like, how do you ensure that the Chinese American Museum is like effectively educating others about Chinese American history? Yeah, you know, there are different ways to reach people too. And, you know, hitting people over the head, I wish I had a little hammer, <laughs> hitting people over the head with history isn't always even what our first, um, you know, objective is. So mm -hmm. if you see here, this is a green screen, oh. <laughs> uh, but um, if you, I don't sit in the lobby of our museum. <laughs> So this is a digital photo wall mm -hmm. and uh, people can go to our website and they can submit their personal photos or a little brief vignette quote, something about themselves. They really can say whatever they want. Mm -hmm. We get a lot of people that send their whole resumes and we have oh. to send it back and say, well, that's not really what we're looking for. We were, we're looking for like personal statements. But what we really wanted, we wanted people to come into the museum. And this is one of the first things they see when they come in the door. We want them to make that personal connection mm -hmm. and say, hey, these faces are remind me of people in my own family. P these mm -hmm. stories remind me of stories from my own family, regardless of whether or not, you know, you're Chinese American or Asian American mm -hmm. or, you know, so I think they're universal ways to connect people. Mm -hmm. And that's part of what we're doing. We're not just teaching people about history. 
We're just trying to make people feel connected so that it's not somebody else's history, you know, that it's something that is, it should be important to an Irish American or a German American that comes into this country, you know, that, mm-hmm. that, um, uh, you know, that all these stories really come together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Something else that I guess like really struck me when I was looking at the Chinese American like museum website mm-hmm. was um, like the competitions and like the exhibits and events that the museum offered. And like overall, the museum just seems like such an immersive and like, as you said, like connecting place for people who don't know much about Chinese American history. And yeah, that was just like my thoughts on it. I really like the aspect of like connecting and not just like forcing people to be like, oh, like just like pushing people with history that like they might not even remember when they like look at all this history. So and whether you're talking about history or even some of these cultural topics that we talk some topics are interesting to one person and mm-hmm. another person really could mm-hmm. care less about it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you have to really make a, um, you know, a real varied presentation mm-hmm. that becomes this experience. And that our hope is that people come into the museum mm-hmm. and this goes for a little museum like ours or a big museum mm-hmm. and that they have some kind of experience. Mm-hmm. So that experience for me could range from just feeling like Chinese Americans mm-hmm. are, um, you know, just an integral part of, you know, what makes this country great, mm-hmm. or maybe there's something very specific and personal that, you know, mm-hmm. that they learned about. So mm-hmm. some of the, right now, you know, we're still a museum in development mm-hmm. and um, some of the permanent museum um, exhibits that, we are working on include uh, building America. That's the one that's really obvious. That's like people working on the Transcontinental mm-hmm. Railroad, but also people that have made contributions to technology and industry and agriculture and science and medicine. Mm-hmm. And then uh, service to country, mm-hmm. which talks about Chinese Americans serving in the U.S. military since the Civil War. Mm-hmm. which really a lot of times that blows people's minds, you know, the mm-hmm. like, civil war. There weren't many Chinese in the country at the time, but a lot of them, you know, fought for uh, really both sides, mostly the union. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, the Chinese diaspora, that's another exhibit. Um, um, American communities, which talks about the diversity of Chinese and Asian American communities, not just like the Chinatowns that people think of. Mm-hmm. That's a really important story to tell too. Mm-hmm. But you know, we're going to talk about how um, I don't know how it is in Houston, but uh, you know, our DC Chinatown is not really residential anymore. It's still mm-hmm. trying. You know, we still aim to keep it as a cultural center, but the residential community is all like in the suburbs. Mm-hmm. So they're different part, and so a lot of cities are like that. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's a big Chinese American community in the Mississippi Delta. Mm-hmm. So you know, we we want to try to surprise people mm-hmm. and shock people, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, just make people pause and think. Um, yeah. See what else? Uh, exclusion and the fight for civil rights. That's another uh, exhibit, mm-hmm. and um, then we also want to focus on a lot of contemporary Chinese Americans. So 
Mm-hmm. Obviously, there are a lot of people, names that would be familiar, but we also want to talk about people that no one's ever heard of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, definitely. Hopefully, uh, hopefully that is, uh, you know, something that's inspirational and, you know, giving people recognition that they, that mm-hmm. they deserve. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And I guess like kind of going off of that, like, how do you decide like what history is in the museum and like what history is like not, I guess, because like it's, yeah. So how would you? That's a, that's a good question. In a large museum, like one of the Smithsonian museums, there's a real formal process for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Smaller museums, we're, we shoot from the hip a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, we have an outline of all the, contemporary, uh, excuse me, uh, permanent exhibits that uh, we're working on for the museum, uh, which, you know, should be in place in the next couple of years. Mm-hmm. But there are also a lot of rotating exhibits. And we try to balance it between Chinese culture, mm-hmm. which, you know, isn't always exactly uh, Chinese American stories, but it's Chinese culture that you know, either you know a lot about as a Chinese American, or maybe you don't know anything about it, but it's interesting to, you know, to, to connect to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's obviously history and um, there's artistic topics like we've had uh, embroidery and right now, um, so right now we have three new exhibits mm-hmm. uh, in addition to some of our permanent exhibits. We have uh, Corky Lee. Thank you, Corky Lee. Corky Lee was a mm-hmm. is a late uh, journalist photographer that uh, passed away during COVID mm-hmm. and had a big following. But he is uh, someone that really covered Asian American communities, not just Chinese Americans, but Asian Americans mm-hmm. from all you know all different groups. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a Chi Pao exhibit on the Chi Pao dress. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, what am I missing? Oh, Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee, yeah. um, uh, American Sun International Icon, which really tries to go beyond just the what everybody knows about him as this mm-hmm. martial arts actor, expert, but also just mm-hmm. him as a person and his, as a, like a, a very sensitive artist and family man. So, you know, we're always trying to go beyond just like opening up a history book. We want people mm-hmm. to have that kind of immersive experience that, yeah. you know, that's how you sort of change, you know, if you could, if you could just change somebody that comes in the museum just slightly, then you've, mm-hmm. you know, you've, um, mm-hmm. you've done your, done your job. Yeah, definitely. Right? So this museum was established, was it 2017 or 2018? 2017, the idea for the museum came about early in the year. By the end of 2017, one of our uh, board members and benefactors had uh, uh, bequeathed the a uh, the building that we're in mm-hmm. uh, to us. So, uh, and then you know some seed funding came together. So we we're li- it's a little bit backwards compared to the way a lot of museums form. A lot of museums you come up with the concept. Mm-hmm. You really do the architecture, you know, for the plan of it. Then you go raise the money. Mm-hmm. Then you build it. Mm-hmm. We got kind of the money up front, you know, seed money and and the, the building, which is a big help. 
Mm -hmm. uh, and then now we're kind of riding the bicycle while building it, as they mm -hmm. say. Mm -hmm. So I guess like, um, do you like mind at, um, me asking like, where does the museum get the funding from and like how the museum hopes to continue the funding? Sure, uh, we do not, we're very careful not to accept any funding from foreign governments or, mm -hmm. you know, we, we really strive to remain geopolitically neutral. Mm -hmm. um, we are an American museum. Mm -hmm. We're an American nonprofit. Uh, our contributions come from individuals and corporations. <coughs> Excuse me. And um, uh, most of them are here in the States. There's some, we do have some uh, uh, donors from overseas, but again, you know, we mm -hmm. are very careful because we don't want to necessarily come across as, you know, mm -hmm. anything that's yeah, yeah, driven definitely. by the Chinese mm -hmm. mainland or, mm -hmm, but, um, you know, we, we really try to get everybody involved in the conversation. So, you know, we have done things with the Chinese embassy here in DC, mm -hmm. uh, Hong Kong ETO, the economic trade office, mm -hmm. uh, Tecro, the, the Taiwanese groups. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, we're, we're trying to everybody that's here in the U.S. You know, we we kind of define Chinese American very loosely. Chinese in America, mm -hmm. not necessarily you know any kind of proof of citizenship required. You know, people that are here that mm -hmm. are being part of the American experience in some way. You know, that's this museum is about you and mm -hmm. and um, you know not mm -hmm. but not just for you for everyone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. And also, like, obviously, the Chinese American Museum is, like, a very huge initiative. And I think, like, the amount of funding and donors, like, you have, and just the people who are willing to put their money into the museum, I guess, like, really speaks about the importance and, like, need of having a Chinese American Museum. And, yeah, and I guess, like, my, those are just my thoughts. And I guess my next question. So, you said the museum, um, like, the idea came about in 2017. So right now it's 2023. So that means um, the museum went through like the pandemic and like the spike. We did. We, we, uh, so we, the idea for the museum came about in 2017. We had an event that announced the project, just announced it mm -hmm. uh, in 2018 at the Willard Hotel in downtown DC. And we opened in 2019. Mm -hmm. then we opened again in 2021 mm -hmm. and uh so that's where we sort of we sort of average that out and yeah. say this is our third year anniversary right now so we have mm -hmm. a third anniversary oh. campaign going on mm -hmm. to help us you know get to the next step of our mm -hmm. our uh, exhibit development and you know building our capabilities mm -hmm. and has the museum like ever dealt with like <laughs> I guess, like, how has the museum dealt with, like, the rise in Asian hate? Or has, like, the museum been any, like, targets of... Yeah, you know, I I don't want to speak for Washington, D.C., but I feel like Washington, D.C. may not be quite as uh, subject to mm -hmm. some of the um, some of the real severe mm -hmm. uh, Asian hate and violence that you've seen, like, in New York and Chicago mm -hmm. and San Francisco... Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Yeah, um, definitely. Our museum has had a rock thrown through our fourth floor window. Uh, we've had graffiti on the outside of the building. We've had some hate speech, mild hate speech, 
uh, on the interior of the museum because we have some interactive displays where you can write your own message. Um, we've certainly had comments that some we keep, some we remove. It's too vulgar. Uh, online, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, and online uh, replies and posts. But, you know, for the most part, mm-hmm. we really run into the majority of the people that are very excited and mm-hmm. open-minded to mm-hmm. you know, learn more about their own history. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. And I guess I kind of like the <laughs> idea that you said of like keeping, I think I heard you correctly, keeping some of the hate speech up just to like kind of, I guess like, you know. Yeah. In the beginning, I was just like, let's get rid of it. Mm-hmm. But then I thought, you know, as long as it's not too vulgar, mm-hmm. maybe we need to leave it. Yeah. You know, maybe people need to see it. Mm-hmm. Now, we did remove the graffiti on the outside of the building. Yeah. I know um, there's... Oh. And we did repair our window. But, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, I think you don't want to necessarily squelch the fact that these kinds mm-hmm. of things are happening. Yeah. Um, and you know, for us, they've been fairly benign. Mm-hmm. But you just never know. You never know because um, uh, in, until until you reach those people, mm-hmm. they have a very different way of thinking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, yeah, like just going back to that, I I was gonna say something. It was something like, oh. Like kind of, I think it's a good idea, like a good idea that you decided to leave it because I feel like there's a lot of kind of like, there's this kind of, I guess, like way of thinking that like, I guess Asians don't experience discrimination. Yeah, right. Yeah. So I think just having that is definitely like a testament and like kind of like in a way proof that Asians do experience discrimination. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think, again, I can't speak for all Asian Americans, yeah, but I yeah. feel like a lot of Asian communities, their mindset is to just brush it aside and keep trudging on. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think recently you've seen a lot more groups using their voice and saying, hey, mm-hmm. this is what's happening and hey, this is not right. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it shouldn't be hidden. I, I don't think any, you know, that kind of behavior towards any group, you know, really should be discussed, should be left out in the open, should be discussed, shouldn't be, you know, the history books shouldn't be rewritten. You know, Mm -hmm. I think that they really need to be uh, authentic and truthful about what's happening and when it's happening. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. And going on to my next question, um, how would you kind of, I guess, like define, um, like, Chinese history and the contribution slash impact that Chinese people have made on America. Yeah, you know, um, the Chinese Exclusion Act in 1882 is really the only law of its kind to really exclude a whole people Mm -hmm. from uh, coming into and becoming citizens of this country. That has really squelched a lot of Chinese American history so that, you know, our numbers Mm -hmm. for many years were very small. But if you really look at the Chinese American population, you know, going back to the late 1700s, even with those few people, we've made great contributions. So Mm -hmm. obviously the Transcontinental Railroad Mm -hmm. 
it's hard to think of a railroad being so significant now, but mm -hmm. in the throughout the entire 20th century, it really is one of the big infrastructure projects that made the U.S. a great superpower that it is. Mm -hmm. And, you know, 90% of the laborers on the whole Western half, the, the hard, the, the roughest terrain uh, were Chinese laborers that made it happen. Mm -hmm. And you could argue that maybe no one else could have done it the way they did it. Mm -hmm. um, there are so many, there's so many Chinese American activists mm -hmm. that have really been very involved not with not only civil rights for and human rights for Chinese and Chinese Americans, but really, you know, as part of the whole civil rights movement and the human rights movement. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, I think we could just sit here all day and talk mm -hmm. about Chinese Americans that have made great mm -hmm. uh, contributions in research and science mm -hmm. and medicine and poetry and the arts and, um, and uh, you know, computers and things you use on the internet. So, mm -hmm. you know, uh, it's not the, it's not to claim that we are the only ones that have done this, but mm -hmm. um, you know, we're, we're well represented in all those different areas. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Just like shedding light on like the more known contributions such as the transcontinental railroad but also going back to what you said like things that people might not even know about like chinese fighting in the civil war and stuff mm -hmm. i think it's really important yeah so, i have to admit when i first started working on this museum i was i was very surprised i had, i had not ever heard uh that chinese fought in the civil war mm -hmm. for the u.s yeah uh, I think that kind of just goes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that kind of just goes to show, like the lack of representation in um school curriculums. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I guess like my last question. I know I've been like throwing questions at you this no, entire time, but my last question, really quickly, um, what is your favorite exhibit at the Chinese American Museum? It's like saying which child is your favorite. <laughs> um, well, I think right now this Corky Lee exhibit is really my favorite because uh, just personally, it means a lot to me. Uh, I've talked, I had been talking to Corky Lee since around 2018 about this show. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we, you know, he's really such, he's really such an amazing person that gave so much of himself to Asian American communities. And again, mm -hmm. not just Chinese American communities, like Sikh communities mm -hmm. and Southeast Asians and Eastern Asians. And, um, and uh, he passed away during COVID in 21. And uh, it was really one of his final wishes mm -hmm. to have this show. <clears throat> and we, uh, we worked with people that really knew Corky well, and it's a very personal tribute. Mm -hmm. um, each of his photos, we got we solicited quotes from different people in the Chinese American community. Some, a lot of prominent people um, that knew him and knew his work, and they're all these personal statements. So, to me, it really I, I hope it's a good tribute to him. Mm -hmm. It really is one of my favorites. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that sounds like such a cool exhibit. 
Um, I guess my favorite, I've never visited the museum, but I guess like my favorite, just like looking at the website and stuff, would probably be like the Tupo one, just because um, I'm like kind of into fashion Yeah. and I find it really interesting. And I like, I used to dress in like Tupo when I was younger for like Mm -hmm. my school's culture fest and never. But yeah, that was like the end of the interview. Do you have any like closing comments you want to make? No, it sounds like you're doing great work with your um with your um <laughs> podcast. Is thank there what you is it called podcast? Um yes and uh yeah, we appreciate the opportunity to talk to you about what we're doing. mm -hmm. And um if you could think of some other great topics to talk about, we'll 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 line you up with uh people that know more than me. <laughs> yeah thank you thank you so much for coming on and speaking with me again um and thank you so much to everyone at home watching and thank you so much mr U or david <laughs> for There you go. coming on again and yeah thank you so much bye Thank you so much. All right, take care. um let me see if i